Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Live from Miami. It's the Democratic <laughs> National Debate. <laughs> Cody, stop. <laughs> People are listening to this on Monday. It's irrelevant news at this point. We have newcomer to the race, Allie, what do you have to say about... Just ask you what my platform is. What's your What's your platform... In general, just what do you believe in? I can summarize it into these three points, Cody. So thank you so much for asking. One, (laughs) no cops at Pride. Two, no Uber Eats surcharges. Uh Three, fix your goddamn sidewalks. And that's it. That's all I have to say. That encompasses my agenda. Yep. And I've just gotten word that you are not old enough to run for president, so I am going to have to just... But I keep table you out of the stage. <laughs> Charlie, I, get, I told you to get me a fake ID. Char- <laughs> I need to deal with this off air. Excuse me. Sorry. Oh my god! Someone gets a fake ID to run for president. <laughs> Tell me that's not already been made. That's not already a movie. I need it to be something. Honestly, Please. I would allow it if someone was like super committed. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, what? They just went through all of their records. Everything. That's just that's. Impressive. If that's the only thing, I mean, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) It couldn't be worse. No. No. It couldn't be worse. How are you, my friend? Um, I'm... Oof. Um, welcome to Into Twilight, first of all. Um, (laughs) where we don't talk about politics intentionally, um, to try and provide a guilty space, but for other things. Um, so thank you for asking. I am officially on summer break at this point Uh, 30 years later (laughs) honestly uh so that's that's sure is something um i downloaded the sims 4 back onto my laptop sure i'm planning yeah baby (laughs) there are two things i plan to do this summer one watch it's greek two yes play sims 4 and that's it that's all i've really got planned those are good plans yeah how the hell are you doing I'm okay. Aww. I'm moving, which is annoying. Yeah, what the fuck is with that? I hate, don't, I would not it's recommend awful. it. It's always bad every time. Yep. And I've been lucky to live in, like, the same place for three years, and now I'm just like, oh, I have to pack everything up. I hope and for your sake that your roommates have played on the road again at some point. We have not. Cody! I'll, 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 I'll bring it up next time we have a little a group <laughs> group meeting. Oh, you could not pay me to go back to having, like, house meetings anymore. Yeah. That, uh... Because no. they're always about, like, Angela, just do your dishes. Like, that's 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 all that's it's really about. what it is. We can just send a text, but no, we have to convene. <laughs> Everyone needs to just be there. This is your one warning before you're off the island. So, Angela, just... <laughs> Just scrub your dishes. Like, I don't have the power to evict you, but I really, if I could, if I did, I would. <laughs> what if flex, though, if, like, at one of those fucking meetings, your landlord was there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm gonna put a disciplinary letter in your file, Angela. Because yeah. <laughs> your roommates think that you are a slob. I, I heard that you put the toilet paper on the roll, but, like, on the wrong side, and that's just, it's cause for you to get out of here. <laughs> Angela, I've heard that every time that the toilet paper is done on the roll, you, instead of taking it off, just set a new roll on the toilet paper holder. <laughs> it's so bad. Why do people do <laughs> I that? I don't know. It's a nightmare. It's so close. <sighs> You're so close. Angela, come on. I really appreciate you in this family space. I'm so grateful that you live here. Your memes are great. But if you could just take your clothes out of the dryer when it's done, that would be so... Angela, just, uh, I appreciate that you love the office so much, you basic bitch. But if you could stop eating kettle chips at 11 o'clock at night, that would be, uh... (laughs) 
is your hearing ability so heightened that you can <laughs> you hear your roommate from the other room noshing on kettle One, yes. At a, a late that's at a time that's too late, and you're just like, no, not under my house, my roof. <laughs> One, yes, um, because my <laughs> hearing is great, and also my schnoz is like I can smell a kettle chip from a mile away. Uh, but the. I just am airing all of my personal griefs because my freshman oh, yeah. year dorm experience, I had a roommate that did just that, who would mancha crancha on a good old <laughs> kettle chip at 11 o'clock at night while watching Friends without headphones. Uh, oh, no. So that's all a listeners, fake story. That's definitely not if true. If there are some fresh into college listeners um, or fresh, fresh into shared space listeners. Kill your roommate. Headphones. Oh. He- well. <laughs> I mean, same thing. So we took two different, a little bit different of directions there. Um, but I think either really works, I guess, <laughs> depending on the severity of the Convince them to wear um, headphones and then do what you need to do. Yeah, but if they don't, you know what to do. You know. I just, sometimes I think like, man, I'm not a double Scorpio. And then my mouth just That's opens. <laughs> I can't wait for this episode to be played in court one day. <laughs> Listen, nothing here is factual. All of this, for all I know, when you edit this, you just turn this into, like, Ratatouille rat speak. So, like, none of it's real. I don't know where this goes. Just, every every episode, I just replace with the audio for Ratatouille. <laughs> every week. I rewatched that with my homeroom class a couple days ago, and that thing has a lot of guns in it. The, yeah, yeah. I did not remember anything from that movie, but there's a lot of guns. I visually remember my younger cousin being, like, terrified of Ratatouille and would not watch it for a long time because of that opening scene with all the guns. Yeah. Um, and she was, like, petrified and, like, wouldn't watch it. Grandma's got a gun, so... Yeah, she- <laughs> she's got a gun. Yeah. Anyway, this is a podcast not about Ratatouille, but also kind of about Ratatouille. Isn't it always? I mean, it really could be if you <laughs> want it to be. <laughs> if you look at the, like, underlying layers and, like, really tear it apart and, like, look at it from the inside, there's a lot of stuff to be said there. You know? Yeah, I would say one of the major influences of this show that really brought <laughs> us together was definitely a rat controlling a redheaded man. Yeah. If you really think about it. Um, yeah. So yeah, welcome to that. We, here's, all right, I'm just going to say this right off the bat. I'm going to get like real with you all really quick. Um, We have like a set agenda of like 10 things that we've done every episode for the past three years. Yeah. I think there's only going to be one thing on our agenda today. Listen, we have, it's timely business. We almost recorded this episode yesterday and that would have been foolish. We would have been fools. We would have had to re-record. And we, we never do that. There absolutely would have been no other choice but to re-record because this news was so hot and so relevant and so on point um, that we're going to spend most of this episode talking about it. Which, to be fair, you all asked for. So right, the people want it. The people want um, it. Charlie's Angels trailer. I. Oh my god. I was not prepared. No. But I'm so grateful. Yeah, I've never tweeted so much from our account. Same! Maybe ever in one condensed unit. And, I mean, honestly, y'all like it, so that's Listen, fine. It was popping. It, oh my god. Okay, where, where do we even start? God, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, we've been talking about this movie for so long. I know. And the, now that we've, we've been given it to us, we don't know what to do. Here's what I'll say. I'll save myself from breaking this down scene by scene. However, yeah. however, uh, the mm-hmm. first scene of Case Jew threw me for a fucking loop. Because those, uh-huh. even though I understand that there's such thing as a stunt double, I'm not new. <laughs> what I will say is that mm-hmm. Case Jew was pulling out some major Bella turned vampire vibes, Listen. and I was here for it. What if it was the same stunt double? Shut up! Stop! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Synergy. All I'm saying... Anyway, Casey was so hot. It, it. I was flustered. She has maybe 40 different just appearance changes in the, like, 90-second trailer. Yeah, it felt like a Polly Pocket commercial. There was just yeah. so many vibes happening. But yeah. honestly, her hair is killing me. There's oh. There are, like, two 
No, I mean, honestly, there's, like, five parts. But there's, like, a couple parts that, like, really stood out. One, when she does that, like, smirk. Yeah. Two, when they're doing her, like, intro bit and she's, like, wearing all those different wigs and, like, bending down and, like, doing super cool stuff there. Um, And also that part at the end when she's like, are you flirting? Really, really threw me for something. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's so many wig reveals. Oh, my God. She's femme, she's butch, she's everything in the middle. And I, I'm i completely it's blanking, poetry. honestly. I'm completely blanking on her name. I think it's Naomi Scott, who was in Aladdin. Yeah. She's really good in this. I'm really excited. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you feel about fucking Noah in it? <laughs> oh. mm. I forgot, and then I watched Same. it, and I was like, uh-oh. Um, I'm... Not, like, against it, per se, but I'm not enthusiastically for it. Yeah, I feel that. I'm just like, oh, he's there. I hope he's not, like, a super integral role, but he seems like he might be relevant. He seems like, like, um, what's the one that Chris Hemsworth, not Men in Black, but he played, like, a, a hot nerd kind of role recently, and I don't remember what it was what it was um we're just gonna wait until i figure this out because it's gonna (laughs) bother me um it was ghostbusters he played that similar like we're gonna get a a somewhat like a i don't know conventionally hot person to play this role Mm -hmm. uh which whatever Anyways. Nerds can be hot, too. Thanks, Hollywood. (laughs) Thank you for telling me this new piece of information. The most marginalized group in America, thank God. (laughs) Just hot white dudes. Um, Yeah. I will say I'm very excited about Patrick Stewart being Charlie. Yes. Did you watch the OG Charlie's Angels movies, by the way? Yeah. Okay. I watched the TV show and I watched the movie. Wow. All right. Yeah. Guess I'm a fake OG OG. Miss Farah, Miss Farah Fawcett, if you're nasty. Yeah, if you all weren't aware, um, Cody was alive briefly when that show came out and then reemerged. <laughs> I am 400 years old. <laughs> I am father time. That's... Listen, I have a media like studies degree. I, I know my television. <laughs> True. Did I ever tell you about the time? There was a very brief but passionate time in my life, in middle school, no less, when I wanted Farrah Fawcett's hair. Very badly. Dude, yeah. Yeah. And I, and then my my hairstyles at the time gave me a, a very nice but needed talk of, you can't do that with curly hair. Uh, and I was yeah. like, oh, all right. Oh, man. <laughs> I just really wanted to live out my Farrah Fawcett dreams. Why won't you let me do Listen, this? I get it. I get it. <sighs> Whatever. It's fine. Um, maybe one day. Maybe one, one day. You'll yeah. just get a really good Farrah Fawcett wig. And somehow get all your hair into a wig gap, and then you'll live your fair boss and dreams. Yes. I really hope that there's enough content about this Charlie's Angels by the time that Halloween comes around, because oh. this would be a very good Halloween costume. Yeah. No, it'd be very good. Uh, but yes, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm thankful. It looks mm-hmm. great. Um, I'm very interested in the fact that Elizabeth Banks is playing Bosley. Um, yeah. Because Elizabeth Banks is playing every, she's, she wrote it, directed it, and is playing Bosley in it. She is really just. It's so good. Doing the Lord's work. <sighs> I was so just distracted by Case 2. I really didn't look at anything else. <laughs> fair. Honestly, fair. There was so much to look at. Yes, I agree. <sighs> I'm. Very intrigued by the weapons person. Like, I was like, ooh, mints. And then when they're like, no, stop. Uh, Hey, that's a bomb. (laughs) uh, Can relate. Um, But yes, I'm very intrigued by the dance scene. Um, Yeah. That, there's some interesting spaces here. I just, I want it to be November now. Because I want to see it. I do like that one line where it's like, oh, you're just at the first closet. And they're like, there's more closets. And it's like, boom, guns. Yes. <laughs> Gun closet. It was a very, like, John Wick space, which I loved a lot. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, we do need to talk about the song. Me too. Oh, also the fact, hold on, before we get yes. there. The fact that Make Me Feel was the oh my God. song Obviously. in the trailer was just Thank you. Happy Pride, everyone. Honestly, <laughs> I 
I felt very seen. Um, and also, when I first watched it, I just screamed because I was like, of course that's the song that goes there. Yeah. Like, what else would it possibly be? I can't watch Kristen Stewart kick someone's ass to any other song. I mean, I, I could, but this is the best one to do it. Yeah. I, I think that there's been so many fan vids of Cave Stew with that as a backing track that someone there did their research is what I'll say. Yeah. Someone's on Tumblr. Oh my god. Who <laughs> still is, honestly? I love that every time I even mention Tumblr, you're just like, oh god. I, oh. It was just such an integral part of my life for so long. And yeah. now I'm too old to be on there. Yeah. And yeah, you would actually get arrested if you tried to go on Tumblr. Like now. I remember I remember when I was on that hateful space. Um and I yeah. saw people that were twenty five and I was like, Oh god, why are you right. still on Tumblr? It's like fair. I would ask that about Twitter as well, but you know. Um okay, the song though, the in most interesting collabo that I've seen in a while, of Ariana, Miley, and Lana Del Rey. I have questions. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, mm, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm interested, that's for sure, of what's going to be here. Mainly because the, I think the jokes about this song on Twitter are going to be better than what the song will be. Yeah. But I'm excited nonetheless. But maybe it'll be good. Yeah. You know? Who's to say? I believe in all three of them individually. Yes, I agree. So, who are we to say that it'll be bad? I mean, together, you know. There's there's no evidence that will help or hurt that. Yeah, I'll this say is that. true. I will say that. Um, but I'm I'm very intrigued. I'm very excited. I'm I want to get a early access, like advanced screening of that, um, which. I think I'm allowed to talk about this now. Um, I went to go sure. see Spider-Man yesterday, uh-huh. which was very good. One of the nice things about Chris is that he always is, like, trolling for those advanced screenings, which mm-hmm. allows me to go and participate in a space where all the other people are just going to be taking notes the whole time, and I just get to enjoy it, yeah. which is nice. Um, but, yes, very good. I'm very excited about this movie and also for you all to see Spider-Man because, well, <laughs> There's just listen. I love a good Zendaya moment. That's what I'll yeah. say. Yeah. I yes. I'm very excited about that. Okay. We do have one more piece of current events today. Pew pew. And pew. arguably a, a very interesting title. Something that is on deadline under international breaking news. So hot so, off the presses. Truly. Published at 3.34 in the morning. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's apparently a new movie coming out with that Dakota Johnson's in. Um, and Hey-o. also so is Shia LaBeouf, because sure. Heyo. Yeah, why not? Um, it's called The Peanut Butter Falcon. Again, because sure. Um, but yeah. it seems interesting. Um, mm. People at South By seem to enjoy it, and I love a good Dakota Johnson moment and so I I'm excited for August when this comes out and we love a film about Down Syndrome with a character with an actor who is actually has Down Syndrome honestly it's not just pretending yeah that should not be a qualification for praise the, that bar is so low the but, bar is so low so very low but so many people choose to ignore the bar yeah, they just hop right on over it. If you <laughs> trip, can't, trip, trip, trip. if you can't ignore the bar to become a lawyer, why do you ignore the oh, bar when God. you make films? Just tell, just answer, just like one quick question. Just like answer me this: Are you proud? I mean, a little. Of that. A little. I think that still is too proud. It's June. Fuck off. That's all I have to say. Got me there. Don't fight against that. <laughs> just uh, father time. Just forgetting what month it is. Right. Um, also. Listen, by the time this comes out, it won't be pride anymore, so. That's fair. Harsh, but fair. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. It's, it's okay. Um, I Here's what I'll say, and I know that I say this every week. I don't want to talk about these chapters. Yeah. This book is dragging so slowly. God, it's so long. 
I just don't understand. And nothing happens in any chapter. <sighs> it's so boring. I don't understand I'm how so we're bored. like 40% through this book. I did spice it up a little bit this week um, by listening to the audiobook. Ooh. It, which I, I know that we've talked about briefly because uh-huh. uh, Santino Fontana is narrating the piece. Right. right. And, ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> here's what I'll say. I listened to these chapters on the way home from work today because I was worried that I would not have enough time. And sure. as usual, the content of these is is awful. However, um, Santino Fontana's voice is beautiful, which made it very conflicting for me when I was like, oh, Joe, you're an awful person. Like, these are bad things that you're saying, but they're coming out of such a beautiful mouth. And I don't know whom to believe at this point. So that's where I'm at today. Yeah, that seems very um, stressful and conflicting. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of the show, if you really think about it. It's true. But I, I, I would never want to feel, like, horny against my will listening <laughs> to the words of Joe, Joe Goldberg. Yeah, that's fair. Because of no other choice but the, the narrator's hot and has a hot voice. I mean, that's a primary decision factor for me on most things. Is the person that is speaking have a hot voice? (laughs) And if... I will stop conversations with people if their voices aren't hot. All I'm saying is that if you have a hot voice, I'm listening and I'm interested. And that's just further proof that Allie has not listened to a word I've said in the three years of the podcast. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what you look like. To me, you're just an amorphous blob. It just, and I just hear you, so. Just the dulcet tones. Yep. <laughs> yep, it's just routine at this point. Oh my god, I don't know how I've not told you this. So, last week, Chris and I were talking about places that we want to go, and he was like, mm-hmm. and out of nowhere was like, you know what would be a fun idea is if we went to Chicago to go see Cody. And I was like, I was like, you can't just do that. One, you can't just do that. But two, do you not know the whole premise of this thing? Like, want to undermine our special sauce? How could we ever come back from a space knowing what we look like in person? Like, that's nothing. No. And I told him that. He's like, but I... I really want to go see Chicago. Like, I, I don't, I want to know what it looks like. She's like, shut up. No. Listen, y'all can come to Chicago. I just don't want to see you there. <laughs> I just, you can have fun at the bean and take little photos and do whatever you want. But if you step in my neighborhood, in my streets. We'll finally fight. After yeah. all this time. <laughs> and one of us will win. <sighs> what I would give. Okay, let's talk about these goddamn chapters, because I want to be over with this ridiculous book. Yeah. Okay, so, last week, Benji Dunn died. Because Joe's bad. Yeah. Joe's a bad boy and did a bad thing, which is... He's a bad, he's a bad little boy. <laughs> God, he says that about himself during these chapters, and it is really it's something. like he gets off on it. Oh, it's oh my so God, of funny. course he does. Like, oh, I'm a bad boy. <laughs> Like, okay, Joseph. Yeah, you fuck a typewriter. Like, shut up. <laughs> uh, okay, so chapter 17. It's been almost a week since he killed Benji. Um, Beck is still completely taking care of Peach, and that's, like, her life. Mm-hmm. Oh, this book is so boring. Okay, the thing that really struck me about... Because chapter 17 is very short. Um, yeah. Arguably, I would say second shortest chapter that we've read aside from when Stephanie Meyer did the October, November, December, <laughs> January thing. Like, it's a short boy. Yeah, it's a short Remember that boy. cinematic masterpiece? Remember when she was so emo? I, I will literally never forget. Okay, so uh, Joe is tracking Peach. We're at that point now. And... I, apparently, Joe decides that it's important to shit on Peach for eating Cobb salads um, and going to her job. As you do. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. What a fucking bitch, am I right? How basic, you know? Just fucking Cobb salad. Oh, you're gonna get some fucking onions in there? You're gonna get some fucking egg in there? Come on. Hard take, I don't like an egg in a salad. I don't... I think that's a pretty lukewarm take. Fair. I, I also don't... 
I don't like hard-boiled eggs in my salad. I also just don't like eggs in salad in general. I have a very strong anti-potato salad platform. Do you have an egg salad platform? <laughs> I have. I, I don't even want to speak its name because oh, I don't okay, like it. Okay, so that's... Got it. I had a babysitter once that loved to make egg salad for people. Uh-huh. And as a child, I feel personally traumatized by that. Because sure. as a kid, like, what do you, you say no and then you don't get food. So, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck's up with that? Anyways, yeah. <laughs> that's something I can talk to my therapist about. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> there's a point here where Beck and Peach finally have, like, a tiff where she stands up for, what's his fucking face, Dr. Nikki, yeah. her therapist, um, we still, like, haven't seen. Right. Yes. We don't know that it's uh, John Stamos with a blunt, so. <laughs> I hope that's mentioned in the book. It's like, <laughs> he's kind of a John Stamos type. <laughs> I hope so, because they've made so many calls in this book that it's true. it would make sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a point here where Beck sends a, basically a two-paragraph long email to Joe at 5 a.m., like you do sometimes <laughs> when you're sleep-deprived. Where she just goes on about the fact that her friends are bitches, you know? They're fucking bitches. God. Um, also, when I was le- reading this, um, Santino says Hana for one of mm. Beck's friends, which was a, he said it with a little bit of phlegm, um, like a, sure. like a oh, Hana, like I, you know, I can't, I can't say women. So like, but you yeah. know, that <laughs> voice, but for Hana, I just don't have enough phlegm. Like I... I just... You don't produce I just don't... Work. I'm not a phlegmy person, you know? Okay. Um, we do get our first... I don't know if this is our first mention, but it's a very strong mention of Blythe. Um, and that yeah. she's a monster who hates Beck uh, and is going to hate she's her gonna writing. rip her fucking cowboy story <laughs> to shreds. And she's going to eat it for breakfast. <laughs> yes. With her yogurt. And... Yeah, she's going to crush it up. Yep. Like the fucking almonds in her non-fat Greek yogurt. Yep. And she's going to whiff it down with no remorse. <laughs> Just fucking shotgun it. <laughs> if I ever saw someone shotgun a yogurt, I would pass out. <laughs> Wasn't that basically what yogurt was? And I have the same exact feelings. I also I also do not like yogurts. I was never on the yogurt train. I thought <gasps> they were gross. Holy shit. Do you remember, what the fuck were they called? Like, Danimals? Or something yeah. which were basically like liquid. Oh, that's yeah, that's really a shotgun because it's in a glass. Basically. <laughs> it's in a plastic glass, like it just fucking down. Okay, so I'm looking these up right now. Oh my god, <laughs> you really are the Justin McElroy of this podcast. <laughs> I'll buy a URL. Don't fuck with me. Um, I'll do it just to spite you all. So I remember the Daniels being in like uh, almost like Pediasure bottles. Right sure. now, now these kids um, get them in like they are in what you would call a squeezable yogurt pouch, which is basically those like to go applesauce things. Oh, sure. where they have the knob on the top. Mm-mm. No, thank you, Dannon. That's a hard pass from Chaboy because, like, no. I mean, I don't think they're necessarily advertising to you anymore. Don't be rude, Cody. <laughs> You're spiteful. Unlike me, obviously. <laughs> the, the young spry. I'm just going to copy and paste Fucking eight-year-old. <laughs> I'm just going to add a little image to our notes here of what they're using to promote Danimals now. Oh, God. Hold on. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you describe what this happened? for our friends, please? I don't think I have the words. It looks like a... It's like a, a monkey got anamorphed. Yep. Um, and he's holding a composition notebook. Yes. And he's really jazzed to be there. <laughs> the best way I can describe this is it is a, a schooling, an educated monkey boy in um, what looks like a Russian <laughs> nesting doll kind of form. Like, I am terrified if you pop the top on that there are more monkey boys in there. You know, I... As someone who identifies as an educated monkey boy trapped in a Russian nesting doll. Honestly, I think... I find that very offensive. If I popped the top on that sucker and there were more educated monkey boys in there, that would 
really validate my fear of Jumanji, if I'm being honest. Oh my god. I, one of my kids asked me to watch Jumanji, and I let out, like, a visceral scream. I was like, I will never. (laughs) That movie haunts me. That and Ghostbusters, dude, I'm telling you, I can't. Oh my gosh. There was, like, a day at my daycare at some point where my mom was like, fuck this kid. I'm just gonna leave him there overnight. Um, where as like a whole daycare, we watched E.T., Ghostbusters, and Jumanji. Something happened that night because I can never watch those movies again. They are haunting. That's a cursed lineup. I agree. And also, who plays like six hours of movies for kids? (laughs) What the fuck was that? (laughs) Anyways, that was all shit that happened like back in my day. Um... Back in my day. <laughs> that, <And> the war. <laughs> back in my day when we still had dial-up internet. You fools. Do you know how long <laughs> I waited for End of the World oh to God. play? <sighs> Charlie, that unicorn video, not as funny when you have to wait three hours for it to play. I'll tell you yeah. that right now. Definitely doesn't hit the same way, you no. know? <laughs> okay, back to this fucking book. So, Beck leaves this, like, long, ranty email. Joe responds with... Two, no, one sentence. And then the author then goes back to this, like, repetition thing, which has been part of this whole book so far. But part of it is that he says, Beck loved it. He's smiling about it. He's made, quote, all the right moves. And then just casually slips into this very long sentence. And I put the typewriter I took to bed back in its place. So... When we were, we were goofing. Yep. We were joshing around, making a couple jokes here and there about maybe, maybe Joe fucking his typewriter. Yep. All in good fun. Just off the cuff, you know? Yep. And then this motherfucker puts this line in here. Yep. My strange addiction. This I'm a typewriter. This fucking his typewriter. Yep. This dude is coming into his typewriter and I hate it. I just, I, I don't even want to dwell on it anymore because I have so many questions, but I don't want to know the answers to them. No, it's probably for the best that we don't hear that. Yes. So, the he gets ready for his quote date with Beck. He goes to a local bakery that she likes. Um, gets to apparently huge, like the biggest cupcakes you've ever seen. Costco yeah. size. Well, magnolia cupcakes—they're—they're cupcakes, they're pretty. They're not huge, but they're—they're they're serious, you know. Are they Costco size? I've never been to Costco. So what the fuck? <laughs> what did you just say to me? <laughs> to my family? Um, did you know I, that my middle name is Costco? <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, that checks out. Um, it really rolls off the. T- <laughs> I can you imagine someone being like Jeremy Costco? <laughs> Get your ass down here. The Earl of Costco. <laughs> That's, um, wow. I did not expect such a heated, passionate... I just don't have understand. Have I told you that I also have never been to Ikea? Does that change anything? I mean, that's fine. Like... Okay, but Costco's not. No! Okay. <laughs> I understand. Like, was it because of a location thing? Or, like, what... Because here's the I, thing. We just had like a like a grocery store, a local grocery store that we just went to. That's fair. we never had like a Costco membership. That's fair. I came from a two-person family where we didn't really go to Costco until I dated someone that was in like a five-person family. So I sure, get it. Sure. But also, as someone who... I was a, I was a Vons boy growing up. <laughs> Listen, we all know about Vons. <laughs> we call them Safeways here. So just like cool your role a little bit. They're also called Albertsons. <laughs> Here, those are two very, very different stores. That's really funny. They're they have very different energies here. Yeah, no, they're they're technically owned by the same people, so they're kind of the same. I mean, what isn't you know? Like if I you mean, really think, about- am I right, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> right, everything's owned by Disney. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Uh, well, Disney made your food. Any point of here? <laughs> Oh, yep. He used just uh, just a little bit of his frozen body juice to oh my spice God. this up. That's my favorite conspiracy theory. <laughs> is that he's frozen? That his head is frozen and underneath the pipes of the Caribbean. It makes so much sense And that to me. the whole reason that Frozen was made into a movie is that they clog up the search results and 
hey, you know, if it works, it works. It, honestly, it's working, you know? But I'll never forget. And besides, I'm not even oh one God. of those, like, Disney adults, you know, who, like, that's their whole thing. But I believe right. it. Yeah, we're, we're grown-ups. <laughs> There's not a lot of conspiracies, I don't, I don't believe. Yes, also, I am a grown-up. Um, <laughs> I would like to go somewhere else in the same place every fucking quarter. Anyways, this fucking chapter. Joe gets ready. They're supposed to meet at 9. Apparently... Beck is one of those kind of people that calls five minutes after you were supposed to meet, being like, you'll never, you'll never believe this. Something God, wild. something horrible's happened. Oh my God. I, Literally, what a nightmare. What a- I would not be your friend. I agree. That's, that's a bad friend. That's a bad friend. I agree. Because if she's doing it to someone that she, like, potentially wants to fuck, then she has to be right. doing it to her friends all the time. Right. And also, like- you're under the assumption that she's been at Peach's house for a while now. Yes. So she's kind of maybe seen the state that she's in and that she maybe needs a bit more help. Right. So maybe, like, even a 10-minute before, a 15-minute before, something. But five minutes after yeah. is so, like, in-your-face and insulting. To me, this is one of my, like, biggest pet peeves. I understand mm-hmm. that things happen, but if you right. know that you're not going right. to go, and it's, you're not texting because your anxiety about the whole situation is like, I don't mm-hmm. want to, I just, I'm going to put this off for just a little bit longer. Right. At, by, by five after, the person is most likely there already. Yeah. And to me, that's yeah, just like sure. a dick move. Yeah. So, I, mm-mm. That's a, anyways, the reason why Beck calls is that someone moved Peach's chaise. Good lord. <laughs> um, and a crime. A, a true crime. And I love that <laughs> the police on the phone. <laughs> They're on their way. It's not even, I, I love that phone call because Beck would definitely call the police and the, the police would definitely be like, so there was wind today, ma'am. I don't know what to tell <laughs> you. The pigeons here are strong and also resilient. <laughs> They have big muscles. They are meaty boys who like a good sit sometimes. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, meaty boys. <laughs> uh, okay, so what I love about this too, and I wish that the TV show would have done this, is Joe's being like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. This isn't really a big deal. And then it goes into his personal like, to be fair, I didn't break in. <laughs> and I didn't move right. her chaise. Like, I love... We just get, like, a cutscene to him being, like, um, just hopping through the porch, like, over. <laughs> yes. And, like, tripping over the chaise. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I like that format better than the way that it was presented in the TV show. Yeah, Anyways, um, Joe is now a sad, pouty boy who eats both the cupcakes that he purchased. And and the, it doesn't taste as good because the icing isn't on bag samples. Yeah. And also the icing is stale because symbolism. So I... Yeah. Oh, Joe, I'm oh. so sorry that you spent oh, $15 on cupcakes and you get to eat them. Like, what? How is that not the best yeah, possible? Come on. You don't have to share with yeah. anybody. <laughs> Anyways, I do love Beck's tweet, which kind of rounds off this chapter, of for just a photo of mini cupcakes and candy cane vodka, just being like, hashtag true life, hashtag girls died in, hashtag watching The Bachelorette, all those kinds of and things. And then, perfect. <laughs> yes, exactly. A true, a true runner up there. Yeah. All right. Chapter 18. A little bit longer. Woo! A little bit more meaty. Um, can you confirm for me, is Sarah Beth's a, like, real place? Yes, it is a real place. Does it have artisanal jam? Yeah, it's like a schmancy brunch place. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, so chapter 18 starts they got off. all kinds of eggs benedict. They got the fancy jams. They got the work. Here's a good question for you. What's your favorite brunch food? Ooh. Ooh. Because I always get tipped off if I want to do breakfast or if I want to do lunch, you know? That is always a very hard It's the hard greatest choice. question. But I think I always do lunch, generally. Really? If, I, if, if I'm fancy, sometimes I'll, I'll feel like a pancake situation, mm. but that's very rare. Because then I'll get just like, my tummy will be like, all right, you're not going to do anything today. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I done ate too many carbs. Now it's back yeah, to any sleep. Any type of egg scramble, like situation or like a just a bunch of shit plus eggs yes. in a thing jumbled up 
With some hot sauce, I'm in. Fair. Potatoes, I'm there. Fair. That's solid. I do yeah. love a good brunch. A brunch is good. A brunch is very good. I yeah. I always find brunch very hard sometimes because mm-hmm. as someone that does not consume the gluten, it's either right. eggs or lettuce and sometimes combined. I usually veer for my personal favorite food, which is huevos rancheros. Yes. Yeah, because that gives me just enough fullness, but I don't always feel heavy eating it, which is nice. Yeah, because you got some peppers in there, you got some spinach in there, got some onions in there. Mm. It's tight. Mm. You know, you know when it's like nighttime and you just want some brekkie food, you just want some juice. Oh fuck, damn it! You uh, <laughs> keep doing this. Okay. Anyways, um, so they are eating at this fancy place that has jams that you eat and. What the fuck's a popover is my real question. That I don't know. All right. I'll figure that out on my own time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's my homework. So, Beck apparently is just talking this whole time. And Joe is just passive-aggressively eating um, because Beck will not stop talking about herself. And brunch is just so asexual and sexless. <laughs> yeah, I... Ugh. Um, and including Peach... In those topics, who is described as, by Joe, fully asexual topic. Like, first of all, have you met Peach? Have you seen Peach? This woman only exudes sexual energy. It's sex. It's honestly money, dick, power. That listen. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Baby. I want that tattoo so bad. Allie, I'm just saying we should do it. That's fair. Stop being a fucking coward. Don't, don't, because you know I'll do it just to spite you. I don't. And yeah, I'm not saying I like this part of things myself. Things are done out of spite. True. <laughs> where would you? Where could I conspicuously get the word "dick" tattooed onto myself? Yeah, you definitely can't do the wrist like they do in the show. Yeah, that's just you have to wear sleeves forever. Right. Or just use like concealer, which is just so much, so much. What work. if we did it on our butt? I do like that. I wish that I had another butt cheek so that one could go on each. I just want a money so you're butt saying, cheek. In this scenario, yeah, you have a th- you have three butt cheeks. Yes. Yep. That makes one sense. One is to money. Me. One this is dick. One this is power. Yep. Yep. All right. In this scenario, I would like sure. to get a- another butt cheek. Yeah. Just one. Yeah, <laughs> don't get another butt because then you'll have four. <laughs> then, I'll, no, no, no. then I'll have to do money, dick, power, exclamation point. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think I'm back. This is good. <laughs> or like money, dick, power, tacos, or something to kind of like round it out. Another <laughs> word. Uh, God. Okay, so um, Beck is just talking for hours on end. She goes into the bathroom, writes an email. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just being like, you know what? Joe is like such a good listener. He does oh. not talk. And, <laughs> and I just love that about him. Um, yeah. if only she knew how much Joe really talks <laughs> to her specifically. Yeah, she would hate him. If she, for once, just like listened to the recordings that her Apple Watch does of her while she sleeps, she would realize <laughs> Joe talks a lot to her while she's sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. He's not even supposed like to be in there. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Peach writes back this super passive-aggressive email um, saying that she talked to her fucking yoga teacher about her lover's boyfriend, really, and that he's a lot like Goodwill Hunting, which is something. Um, sure. And then Joe starts to lament about how he's like doing all this dating wrong because they're hugging and it's like cousins and all this like weird shit. Right. He also starts to talk about magazines like Maxim I get, but what the fuck is Tucker Max? What is that even? No idea. Neither. Um, but we do need to talk about the fact that he really just digs into people that like brunch. Um, And it's like, he says that it's, quote, a meal invented by rich white chicks to rationalize day drinking and binging on French toast. Almost 400 people highlighted that in the Kindle. I hate that a lot. 
Um, he also <laughs> he also capitalizes salad, which really does something for me. <laughs> All caps. Yep. Salad. Then he just he does a lot more like listening to her. Um, he hates the fact that like he's been on the phone talking to her so much lately too, um, and that mm-hmm. she. What does he say? He says like you. He, oh, yeah. He says, I'm your phone, bitch, and I don't like it. You don't want to know about my day. You always ask me in the polite, obligatory way. And here's where I wish that we got Beck's side of this, because is she actually doing this, or is he just not talking about himself as much as he wants to? Right. Because, like, we, we never really have a good frame of reference of how much he's actually talking, because it's so just, like clouded by the amount that he's talking in his head. Right. So we don't actually see real conversations between them all too often, and if we do, they're not that extensive. Um, So, like, he's saying a lot, but he's not actually, like, talking to Beck at all. And when he does, it does not paint the best picture for him. Especially at that part where he's reading her, like, Dust Bunny story, and is like, "Mm, this has to be a memoir, right? And she's like, no, fucko, (laughs) this is fiction. You fucking asshole. <laughs> of course I didn't, you know, go down on this dude that I was a maid for. I mean, she might have, but, like, it's none of his business. Okay. So, he does decide to propose to her that they should go on a date next Friday, um, which I love Beck's response to that of, like, Joe, I can't go out right now. I'm in my pajamas. I already moisturized. <laughs> like, I'm not going out. I can't go outside. I'm wearing a sheet mask and I took my bra off, Joe. I'm not leaving my house. Um, But they do decide to go out on a Friday. And, of course, Joe takes her to Central Park. (sighs) He's so cliche. Which, to me, reinforces this idea of, like, he has only found out how to live his life through literature like through pop culture um, right yeah yeah cause no one no one does this unless they think that it's like the cool thing to like this is what romance is right um so gross and also leave those horses alone um yeah, leave them, get them out of here. how did don't fuck on those horses <laughs> okay but for real though so like when he hugs her the first time he says she smells of flowers okay laundry detergent sure and then the the little umami flavor here of what he says is pussy juice. Yeah. <sighs> I hate it. Oh, the pussy juice. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine just a little rollerball of that? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. Just You just get onto so a... fucking funny. You get onto a plane, you're like, what the fuck is that? You just have to deal with it. I believe it's pussy juice. (laughs) I believe it's pussy juice. Stop. Don't say it that many times because something bad will happen if you say it three times in a row. (laughs) I don't know what. If you close your eyes, say pussy juice three times in a a bathroom with the door closed. (laughs) I don't know what will happen. Get your ass kicked, I think. (laughs) I don't want to find out. Um, They do a little bit of fucking on this horse ride, which is uh, rude to the horses, first and foremost. I would say. And, like, someone's at the front, like... <laughs> There's a person there. away. Um, can <laughs> I be like a horse bigger. pilot? I think that's what I wanted to be when I grew up. <laughs> like, when I was younger. Yeah, my dream job is horse pilot. <laughs> I wish they would call them that instead of horse jockeys, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Pilots are cool. You remember, you remember just, like, going to a, a mixer? You get someone's business card and you see that it says horse pilot on there? Really, uh... Oh, fuck. I, I just got new business cards, but I think I'm going to throw them all away. You should. And get new ones that say horse pie. <laughs> what a great conversation starter. Because yeah. everyone would be like, Hi. what the fuck? I'm a horse pilot. It would really put a new dimension onto Corral. You know what I mean? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk about the, the part of this chapter that you tweeted out for our friends? <sighs> Joe says a lot of um, questionable things, as we've learned. One of which, uh, so they're fucking on the the horse carriage or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, they're talking, and he's doing some, he's, like, putting his shoulder, like, his hand on his shoulders, and it's, like, cute, and they're just, like, you know, doing their thing. Um, and they're, like, man, this is the best 200 bucks I've ever spent in my life. Thank you, horse. And here's what I'll say. We don't thank horses enough. I'll just say uh, that right off the Is back. that your takeaway from this? Well, obviously not, <laughs> but <laughs> I will say... I, like, you know what? Joe's right, actually. <laughs> we should be thinking for once in his life. You know what? This is my fight song. This is the hill I'm gonna die on. Is We should be thanking horses more. Your fucking tombstone is just like, we didn't thank enough horses. <laughs> I don't want to be you a... You have to live with that. I don't want to be a horse girl. Sometimes it's just forced onto me, you know? Oh my god. But I will I will pick up that torch. I will I will march alongside you, horses. You're so brave. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I try my hardest. Okay, so the next part of the date is going to a bar at a hotel where apparently mm-hmm. Beck is whispering sweet nothings into his ear about how they can just steal a key off a maid. And like, first of all, chill. They're yeah. trying to do their job. Right. <laughs> like, please don't. Yeah. Please don't. Also, like, what if they get a key and they open the door and, like, someone's fully in there because they're staying at the hotel? <laughs> like, whoopsie, we are too horny. Yep. I'm sure that's happened before. Sure. Anyways, they're at this bar, um, and Beck's just, uh, just touching him a little bit in the space. Yeah, why not? Yeah. They're not like they're in public. Doing a little touching. Yeah. Not like they're around other people. At all. No. <laughs> um, not like, as Joe says, everyone in this goddamn bar is staring at Beck. So yeah. why would they notice if her hand is just uh, just not on the table, you know? Just do what it's thing. Yeah. The unsurprising twist of this is that a waiter comes over and Joe immediately is like, oh, beans, we've been caught. Oh, no, that's not something that turns me on. Um, but instead, it's the person's asking for Beck because... A Miss Peach is calling, which uh, Joe immediately gets pissed about because, one, Peach, but also he finds out that Beck had the audacity to tweet about this date. How dare she? How, honestly, Beck, that's not what social media is for, actually. Yeah, also, that's how you fucking, like, get murdered. Exactly. (laughs) By tweeting your exact fucking location. Yeah. Beck. Yeah, I want to know what her tweet said, honestly. Um, <laughs> giving a great ass handy at this fancy bar. <laughs> Come hang. <laughs> hashtag girls XOXO. night out. Yeah, hashtag girls night. Anyways, um, Peach is freaking out because she apparently has a stalker, and of course they have to leave. And of course, Joe's pissed. Beck is also pissed. Um, yeah, Joe is also incredibly pissed off that. Beck leaves, and while she's off, like, taking care of the phone call, she pays for dinner, and that means the whole night is ruined. It's over. It's over. Romance is dead. Don't even bring up romance to me. Throw it all out. It's gone. Clearly not, because Beck thinks I'm her fucking grandpa. Yep. (laughs) And there's no sexual chemistry here, even though mere seconds ago... She gave me a handy at the bar. <laughs> but she had the audacity to pay for dinner, and so romance How is dead. How dare she? It's I, over. I have to find her peanut allergy now. Men are over. Yep. Um, and then the chapter just ends being like, you'll never believe what happened. But I, just spoiler for you, because uh, we watched a TV show. It's uh, yeah. it's about her stalker. So, yeah. that's, uh, that's that. Uh, so next week we have chapters 19 and 20 and we're not even halfway through this book yet god i feel like i'm gonna pass out i agree um but you know what doesn't make me want to pass out (laughs) (laughs) listen everyone has a day okay (laughs) questionable segue you know (laughs) yeah keep going you know what really makes romance feel alive for me Uh uh-huh is our Mm -hmm. pachros Ooh. Um, and so I provided a little a little treat for you today, a little screen rant corner at the end of the episode here. Screen rant. <laughs> we just call us anytime. Um, we are available. I've, I've never been more available. So thank you to Madison Lennon 
for the screen rant piece about Edward's 10 most romantic quotes ever. <laughs> Would you like to start us off this week? Oh, God. Shout out to Sophia Salinger. Wee, 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 wee. Who's gonna be... You're much more than beautiful. Wow. 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 Um, thank you wow. to Aaron Salinger. Ow! Ow! Who's gonna be number nine? Yeah! Yes. Who's gonna be number nine? Don't be self-conscious. If I could dream at all, it would be about you. And I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> Shout out to Alex Blythe. Wee, 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 wee. Who's gonna be... I have always loved you. And I will always love you. Which is so boring. It is boring. It's not really romantic. The scene that they have a photo from here, hot. The quote, not hot. No. But Alex Blythe is hot. I believe it. I I I agree. I don't know what they look like, but I believe that they're hot. With a name like Alex Blythe, it's gotta be butter. What? (laughs) Hold on. Also, if you... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, you gotta land this. Okay. With a name like Alex Blythe, it's gotta be good i think is how the slogan goes great um anyway if you listen to this podcast you're hot that's just science that's the goddamn truth yeah it's objective science um yeah. shout out to marie mooney oh who's gonna be number six you were the only one who has ever touched my heart it will always be yours so uh wow. here's what i'll say marie you can touch my heart Anytime, but don't like. I have a heart condition, so don't like press too hard. <laughs> don't touch it too hard. Just a little, t- a light tap, you know. Yeah, a little pet. That's all I ever want from love, you know. It's just a little, just a little pet <laughs> on the heart. <laughs> on the heart. Shout out to Taylor Brown Town Watner. Hell yeah. Who's gonna be number eight? You are my life now. Goddamn. Shout out to Katie Weber. Who's going to be a quote that I'm embarrassed to say makes me tear up every time I read it. Uh, (laughs) Shut up, please. (laughs) This is my truth. (laughs) I'm just being honest. Okay. Um, It's number four, which is no measure of time with you will be long enough, but we'll start with forever. So gross. It's so embarrassing. (laughs) You're disgusting. (laughs) I hate knowing you. (laughs) (laughs) That should be on our fucking business card. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Simon motherfucking Steele. Goddamn. He's gonna kick both of our asses. I wish you would. Thank him. (laughs) I wish someone would. And he's gonna be number one. Oh my god. Screen rant pick of the most romantic quote. Look after my heart. I've left it with you. I have palpitations. I need to go. (laughs) I was gonna jump out the goddamn window. Someone is touching my heart too hard. And I need to go. Okay, I have a treat for you today. This is another fanfiction that oh, I've God. picked out, um, that I did work for, so you all better Ooh. fucking give me praise. Okay, um, the title of this is Bella's Secret. It was written by XX Champ XX, and it was written in May 9th of 2009, a hot decade ago. Here's the summary for this. Bella is one of Charlie's angels. Her and her friends have the skills to kick some butt. Now, do they have the skills to keep the world of love safe? Oh my God. (laughs) Um, Just so you know, um, this, I'm reading from chapter one here. This is from Bella's point of view. Once again, I was running away from my own target. I hated that when Edward goes hunting and he wants me safe, I put myself in danger. You can't keep running, Swan. I know you were assigned to kill me, the man yelled. Yes, that was what I was. An assassin. But hey, big bucks. This is why I hated it when the Cullens bought stuff for me. I couldn't spend my well-earned million dollars for every person I ever kill. It got harder, though, with Edward. But Boss understood. Because he was also a vampire. And scene. Oh. My gosh. (laughs) Honestly, the crossover of the century. It's what we deserve. Yeah, you ever... You ever think about how Charlie's also a vampire, but, like, Charlie's Angel's Charlie and not Charlie Swan Charlie? I'm all very confused. Yeah. No, I'm down with everything you just said. Okay. Well, think about it. Ponder on it. Yeah. Um, bring your thoughts we'll back for back. next time. <laughs> uh, and as we say here in Seattle, get bit. Get whipped. Ooh.
This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Host 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss. You can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith. You can find it kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ali on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone